Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. I want to bring a message I've titled, The Picture Changes. The Picture Changes. This is the eighth month of the year 2021. And uh, the number eight is the number of new beginning in the Bible. And I'm believing God that it's going to be a new you from today. It's going to be a new you in the name of Jesus Christ. Our test is from Acts of Apostles, the Acts of Apostles, 28, verses 1 to 6. Acts of Apostles, 28, verses 1 to 6. And being saved, then they knew that the island was called Melita, and the foreigners showed us not the common kindness. For they kindled a fire and welcomed all of us because of the rain coming on and because of the cold. And Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laying them on the fire, a viper came out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the foreigners saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said, to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer who, being saved from the sea, justice has not allowed to leave. Then indeed he shook off the creature into the fire, suffering no harm. But they expected him to be about to become inflamed or fall down dead suddenly. But over much time expecting and seeing nothing amiss happening to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. Paul was one of the greatest apostles who ever lived. In fact, apart from Jesus who is described as the chief apostle, I will think Paul is the next great apostle. A man of immense commitment to the work of God. A man of deep revelation of God. A man who was taken to the third heavens and shown revelations that the mouth of mortals are not allowed to utter. A man who wrote more than half of the New Testament. On this occasion, Paul was a prisoner being taken to Rome among 275 other criminals to face trial for his crime of preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the journey, their ship ran into a great storm, which they fought for 14 days to no avail. Then finally, the ship wrecked at an island called Melita. But as God promised Paul, he saved Paul and all who were in the ship with him. And so they came to the island, all saved. Beloved brethren, sometimes bad things happen to good people. This was an apostle preaching the gospel. Sometimes good people go through bad times, tough times, challenges. And many times when you are going through, the enemy tries to make you feel it's an indictment against your character. That's a lie from the pit of hell. They are nervous. Tough times, challenges, bad times are not necessarily an indictment against our character. They actually present opportunity for God to demonstrate his power on our behalf. So when they came to that island, the people there saw in Paul, I don't know how, they saw in Paul a man of honor, a man of dignity, a man of God, a man that's worth all the honor and respect they could give. 
So they favored him. And one of the things they did to show them hospitality was to kindle a fire because it was rainy and cold. So they kindled the fire for them to warm themselves. So Paul saw the need to keep the fire burning. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, keep the fire burning. How many of you know that God has kindled some fire? When you got born again, when you got filled with the Holy Spirit, when God gave you an encounter, he kindled a fire in you. And you have a responsibility to keep that fire burning. Paul saw the need to keep that fire burning. The Bible says he gathered sticks and was putting them into the fire. Glory to God. You need to gather sticks too. When you study your Bible, when you pray, hallelujah, when you attend fellowship regularly, you are keeping the fire burning. Come on, tell somebody, keep the fire burning. While he was doing what was right, what he should do, another bad thing happened. The Bible says a venomous viper, that is a poisonous snake, got out of the wood and fastened itself on the hand of Paul. Sometimes in the journey of life, some things fasten themselves on our lives. Some venomous vipers, for no cause, find their way to fasting, you know, themselves on our lives. And when that happened, when that happened, when the venomous viper came out of the womb, fasting itself on the hand of Paul, immediately, the way the people perceived Paul, the picture of Paul, changed. They said, oh, this man is not a man of God. He's not a man of honor. He's not a man of dignity. This man is a murderer who escaped vengeance on the sea, but vengeance will not let go. Sometimes things happen. Some things come into our lives that change our picture, that, that perverse the picture that God paints about us, that paints a picture different from the one God paints about us. Hallelujah. So when that happened, the picture changed in the eyes of the people. And they said, this man is a murderer who, though he escaped the sea, but vengeance is not going to allow to go. Hallelujah. I don't know what that venomous viper may translate to in your life. That has fasting except to your life. That's painting a different picture of who you are. A different picture from what God is painting in your life right now. It could be sin. Hallelujah. There is this sin we call besetting sin. You don't want to do it, but you're always finding yourself doing it. And every time it happens, your Christian life crashes. People get to know about it. Say you are a hypocrite, you are, you've never been born again, and this thing keeps bringing you down. I don't know, maybe in your case, it's barrenness. You've been married for years now, no child who did not hatch. I don't know what has attached itself to you that's changing your name, changing the name God gave you. Whether it's barrenness, maybe it's sickness, does not allow you to... Do your work and be all God wants you to be. It's not allow you to fulfill your purpose and destiny and contribute. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a lineage thing, a cause, or a lineage covenant that's affecting your life and it's changing the picture. Whatever it is that has attached itself to you this morning, the Bible says Paul shook that viper into the fire in the name that's above every name. There's a fire of the Holy Spirit that's in this place right now. And everything that constitutes a venomous viper in your life shall be consumed by the fire. Maybe it's poverty. Whatever it is. Joblessness. Whatever it is. Anything that does not fit into the program of God for your life. The Bible says... Every plant my father has not planted shall be uprooted. Not only shall they be uprooted, right now they shall be uprooted and be consumed by fire. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
there was a young man. You know, he's been working so hard. He, he had two jobs. He was in our church in Nigeria. He had two jobs. He was a practicing surveyor, and he had a work in the civil service. So he was earning money to both ways. But somehow, mysteriously, he was living in poverty. Even though what he was earning, he ought not to. And it was more or less the last one. It wasn't that he had responsibilities. He didn't know what was happening to his money. One day he got fed up and decided to visit a friend. He was a Muslim. He decided to visit a friend to just go and talk with his friend that he's fed up with his life. So he went to his friend, narrated his story. His friend couldn't help him. So he was on his way going. He was riding in a taxi and was passing the front of our church while service was going on. When he gave his testimony, he said something inside him told him, you better get down and go into that church. Because he was desperate, he came down and came into the service. And at the end of the service, I made an altar call for those who want to give their life to Christ, and he came and gave his life to Christ. After the service, he demanded, he told one of the ushers, can I see the pastor? I'm not an usher, one of our pastors. He said, can I see the pastor? That one said, oh, he's very busy today. I'm a pastor here, see me. Can you talk to me? So he talked to, to this lady, pastor, and narrated his story of woes. And that one said, wow, can you pray? He said, I can pray. He said, can you fast? He said, I will fast. So they set a time to fast and to pray. In the midst of the fast, God showed this man in a dream, a revelation. In that revelation, he saw a newly born baby, still full of blood, but was walking. And that little baby was following him everywhere he went. He tried to drive back that infant child that the child will not go back. So in that dream, he went to the mom and said, Mom, what happened the day I was born? The mom said, why? He said, there is an infant child full of blood crying and following me. The mom said, I don't know, go ask your father. In the dream, he went to the father. The father was sitting behind a desk with a diary open to the day he was born. And he said, Dad, what happened the day I was born? The dad said, why? He said, there is an infant child full of blood crying and following me. The dad rose up and said, who told you? Who told you? Who told you? Did your mother tell you anything? And then he said he saw a figure in dazzling white, so tall that he couldn't see his head. And that one got hold of his two wrists and began to pull out a long rope. And after the rope was fully pulled out of his hand, that one said bye-bye and disappeared, and he woke up from the dream. He said, wow, this must be the mystery of my life. He didn't know what to do, so he ran to my office and narrated this dream to me. So I prayed over him. The power of God came upon him. He was slain. And from that moment, the story of that young man changed. The first thing that happened, he came to me with a virgin passport. Now, that was many years ago when the British was refusing every Nigerian entry to Great Britain. Whether you have traveled before, you have not traveled, boom, it will stamp your passport. No, I didn't know what happened. So I asked the pastor, I didn't believe he could get the visa. He said, pastor, please, I want to go to London. Please pray for me. I said, they're not giving people visa. And I said, ah, but if you pray, they will give me. And will the pastor say no? <laughs> I prayed that prayer, but I didn't believe my prayer. I can't, I can't, I can't deceive you. <laughs> Anyway, this young man took the passport and went there. He said the man looked at him, got the passport and looked at him and said, you have never traveled. He said, no, this is a new passport. Where is your old passport? I don't have old passport. This is my first passport. And you want to go to London? I said, yes. 
The man said, I, I, I should not give you. And then he looked at it and said, I don't know. I should not give you. I don't know why I'm giving you. I just want to give you. And gave him the visa. When he came, I was shocked. So he came to England on a visiting visa. Are you with me? And to my surprise, he got admission to do his master's. To my surprise, till today, I can't, I, I can't tell you what happened. When I'm sharing this, you will tell me it's impossible. He got grant. And out of that grant, he went to school. Out of that grant, he bought a car. Out of that grant, he started a house in Nigeria. Are you listening to me? That was how miraculously his life totally changed. There are thousands of people who are walking on our streets around the world today carrying great potentials, but they don't know there is an evil mystery attached to their lives. They are wondering where they are, why they are so talented, why they are so intelligent, why they have so much opportunities, but they are not able to bring anything out of their lives. Today, in the name that's above every name, anyone that has any evil mystery trailing his or her life, that evil mystery is destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. That was what was attached to the life of this one and was destroying his potential. That if Jesus had not intervened, that man would have lived his life totally wasted. Not able to attain to his full potentials in life. I don't know what it is. Whether it's sickness, whether it's barrenness, whether it's a cause, whether it's an evil covenant, whether it's an evil mystery you don't even know anything about that has attached itself to your life and is painting a picture different from the destiny God designed for you. The Bible says when that venomous viper attached itself to the hand of Paul, Paul shook it into the fire. In the name of Jesus, that venomous viper shall be shaken into the fire this morning. I said that venomous viper is going to the fire this morning. Whether it's near success syndrome, whatever it is, whether it's COVID, whatever it is, anything that is making your life, painting the picture of your life that is different from that which God has called it, which God has painted, they are going into the fire in the name of Jesus Christ. When that happened, when Paul shook it into the fire, the natives said, oh, it's too late. The vipers already deposited the poison in his body. They said it's a matter of time. It's going to swell up. It's going to burst. It's going to die. There are people right now you may not know somewhere who are waiting for your demise. Who are waiting for your ridicule. Who are waiting to laugh at you. Maybe when you left where you came from, they said, we will see. You will go and come back and meet us here the same way you are going. They are pulling the string. You are here and you are struggling and you are battling with so many things you don't know what's happening. In the name that's above every name today, that viper shall be destroyed. They are waiting to laugh at you. They are waiting to make a mockery of you. They were waiting. The Bible says, after they waited for a long time and no harm happened to Paul, the picture changed again. The picture changed again. They said, wow! This man is not a murderer. They said, this man is not even just a man of God. This man is God! This man is God! This man is God! Hallelujah! For the first time, they were seeing Paul in his true image. He was created in the image and likeness of God. Are you listening to me? From today, they will begin to see you in your true image. They are going to see God in your life. Did you hear what I said? I said they are going to see God in your life. 
Something is going to happen to you from this August. Something, God is initiating something new in your life. Are you listening to me? You are going to come to a point in your life when they look at you. They don't know what to say. And all they are saying is, this is God, bro. This is God. My sister, this is just God. This is just God. Because they can't explain what they are seeing happening in your life. All they can say is, this is God. That's what your testimony is going to be. Your picture is changing. The picture of your life is changing. The picture of your business is changing. The picture of your marriage is changing. Are you listening to me? That picture changed. And they said, this man is not a murderer. Hallelujah. That name they have been calling you is going to change. They know the name the, your mother gave you, but they've given you another name. Just like that, brother, I, I said, one day it should be, it's been darling, sweetie, sugar. And then one day it just called another name. Are you listening to me? Every evil name, secret name. When they see you, they call you your real name. Are you listening to me? How are you, Eunice? But when they go past, eh? look at him. Rubbish or whatever. Do nothing. Lazy man. Whatever they call you. Every evil name that the mouth of God has not named. They are, they are calling you whether in secret. You know some are so bold. Some say it in secret. They can even look at you and call it to your face. What will you do? That name is changing in the name of Jesus. Every name men call you that the mouth of God has not named. That name is changing in the name of Jesus. And all your detractors, all who are mocking you, all your despisers, they are going to change their mind. Because the hand of God is coming upon you. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says they change their mind. When they saw that that viper could not affect him, their expectation were disappointed. I pray for you today. Every evil expectation, the expectation of the wicked over your life, over your family, they shall be disappointed. In the name of Jesus Christ. They changed their mind and they said, he is God. And they were ready to worship him. They were ready to lay red carpet you are going to walk on red carpet. Honor and dignity in this new month. Honor and dignity is coming upon your life. Respect is coming upon your life. The glory of God will be revealed in your life. God will do a new thing that will surprise people. In the name of Jesus Christ. Those who have despised you before, they are going to honor you right now. Those who have embarrassed you, they are going to embrace you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everything the enemy meant for your destruction, God will use for your construction. Tragedy is turning to triumph. Doom is turning to boom. It's a new month. It's a new season. God is going to deal new things. Your picture is changing. I'm telling you in the name that's above every name. It's not the same you that came into this service that's going to go out of that door. In the name of Jesus as you step into this way, people will begin to say there's something different about you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Listen, God allowed this pandemic to come. Right? So that it can get our attention. Are, are, are you with me? Because he wants to usher us into a new season. As this pandemic is dying, so God is doing something new in our lives. And this, this Sunday is to usher you into that new thing. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So they were ready to worship him. Paul had to stop them. He had to stop them. He had to stop them. And point them to God. The things that are going to happen in your life will draw many people to God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Your picture is about to change. The picture of barrenness is about to change. You will become mothers of children. The picture of poverty is about to change. 
you become one who is feeding people, helping people, sponsoring people. In the name of Jesus, that picture of sickness is changing. Health is coming into your body. That picture of overgrown singleness is changing because your husband is coming, your wife is coming. In the name of Jesus, that picture of joblessness is changing. In the name of Jesus, God is about to touch your life and do something new in your life. In the name of Jesus. There are three forces I want you to put to work today to bring that change, to change your picture. Three forces. The first one is the force of righteousness. What did I call it? That's the one I wanted, the first one I wanted to put to work in your life today. The force of righteousness. Please turn with me to uh, Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. The Bible says, if by the one man's offense, death reign through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Christ Jesus. Listen, when you turn away from your sins and you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, the righteousness of Christ is input to you. You become, you are made righteous. God gives you the gift of righteousness. It means you have right standing with God. Hallelujah. And when God is for you, no one, nothing can be against you. Paul was a man who was walking in righteousness. Now, it's not only the righteousness that's imputed to you. When something has been imputed to you, then you should walk in it. You must also walk in righteousness. Walking in righteousness is walking in agreement with the word and the instruction of God. Right standing with God. You are made to have right standing with God by your new birth, by committing your life to Jesus Christ. Then you need to walk in the instruction or word of God, you need to walk in the righteousness. Listen, God made me a human being. Is that okay? Why am I not walking on my fall? Because I'm a human being. If I'm walking on my fall, you will say something is wrong with me. Either you will say, he is sick. Some people who are notorious will say, he's an animal. Are you listening to me? So if God has made you righteous, then you should walk in righteousness. Otherwise, people will think something is wrong with you. Are you listening to me? The first thing is the force of righteousness. And that comes when you receive Jesus Christ and you make up your mind to begin to walk in the instruction or word of God. The second one is the force of faith. The force of faith. Faith is confident reliance upon God and his word. All right? It is an effortless, childlike trust in God. And there are two critical elements to faith. Right? Faith is not just believing God's word, as people generally say. But the first element is believing in the truth. What is the truth? The truth is the word of God. Not just the word of God in the Bible... First, the word of God as revealed in the Bible and also God's revelation to you. Whatever God says or reveals to you, that's the truth. Believing the truth is not yet faith until the second element comes into it. And the second element is acting on the truth or living out the truth. Glory to God. So, faith is therefore trusting God and obeying him. Believing and obeying his word and acting on God's instruction. It is faith that gives substance to the facts of God's word. And the third element is the third force that's going to bring the change is the force of prayer. Everybody say prayer. Prayer is one powerful instrument that God has given to the believer to bring change in our situations and circumstances. I say to you, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say to you, whatsoever things, whatsoever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you're going to have them. Whatsoever things. Hallelujah. 
Anything will shift when sufficient force is applied to it. Are you hearing me? Some of us will say you have a problem. When you ask, have you prayed about it? You say, I've prayed about it. And how long have you prayed about it? Maybe you prayed five minutes. Five minutes. A word of prayer. There are some problems that will not answer to a word of prayer. Are you listening to me? You continue to fire it until it melts. You spend sufficient... Jesus said to the apostles, you know, at Gethsemane, after he led them and went further to pray and he came back, they were sleeping. He said, ha how is it that you cannot wash with me for just one hour? When it comes to prayer, one hour is just. Like you say, just a minute. The smallest unit of prayer over any serious issue is one hour. Are you listening to me? You say you have a situation and you are concerned about that situation. And there has never been a time in your life when you spent one hour to pray over that again. That that issue alone. Then you are not serious about it. You have not given it enough fire. Anything that is given enough fire will melt. That problem will melt when you fire it sufficiently. Are you listening to me? Yes. Nehemiah was told he was going to die. What did he do? He shut himself up. He faced the wall. I don't want to see anybody. Shut off his phone. Uh, that's what will have happened today. Shut off his phone. Shut off from everybody. No, uh, no visit. No shut himself up and began to pray. The Bible didn't tell us how long he prayed. But heaven had to answer quickly and change that message and change this way. And God said, I add 15 years to your life. That situation in your life, give it enough fire, it will melt away. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody says something about prayer. Uh, St. John Christosostom. He wrote, he said, prayer is the root, the fountain, the mother of a thousand blessings. He said, the potency of prayer has subdued the strength of fire. It has bridled the rage of lions, extinguished wars, appeased the elements, expelled demons, burst the chains of death, expanded the gates of heaven, Assuage diseases, rescue cities from destruction, and arrested the progress of thunderbolt. There is no situation in your life that real strong, effective prayer cannot change. And I'm going to lead you to pray today. We're going to do two things this morning to bring the change in the picture. Maybe the picture is good, but it's going to be better. Are you listening to me? How many of you know that there is something more than you presently have concerning your life? God still has some better things, so your picture needs to change. And this August is changing. I said the picture is changing. In the name of Jesus Christ, the venomous vipers, you are shaking. Say, I will shake them into the fire. Come on, say, I will shake it into the fire. Whatever that venomous viper translates to in your life, it will be shaken into the fire. That sickness you are carrying right now will be shaken into the fire. That debt you are carrying now, embarrassing debt, will be shaken into the fire. That thing that's about to disgrace your life will be shaken into the fire. That thing that's about to bring you insult will be shaken into the fire. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come and say, I will shake it into the fire. Stand on your feet. We are about to pray. We are about to take a prophetic action and we are about to pray. I want you to pray like you have never prayed before, hallelujah, over these issues. You know it more than I know it. Hallelujah. You are going to say after me and you will do it with prophetic action. Now, some people, they feel too dignified to obey divine instruction. Right? We were having a meeting in our church. It was a solemn meeting. One of our sisters was appointed a minister by the federal government. So, wanted to do a send-up service for her. So, she invited her friends. And you know what those kind of friends would be? Big guys, ministers, you know, commissioners, senators, members of the House of Rep, business tycoon, all of them were in the service that day. 
But as an evangelist and an apostle, sometimes some things get on me. So as the service was going on, I felt that tongue. I said, now I want to pray for the sick. I said, anyone that is sick among you, let him stand up and put his or her hand where that sickness is. And there was a woman who managed herself into that service. Big woman. If I mention her, a lot of you will know, so I won't mention him. She came from another city. She had this palpable fibroid, big and palpable. And then she had a very bad heart condition. She, the doctor had warned her to take it easy. She could collapse any anytime. She said she managed herself to that meeting because her friend may think she's not happy about her progress. You know that mentality we carry. So she came. And then when I said that, she said, something said to her, I hope you are not going to do this ridiculous thing in this kind of gathering. But she said to herself, she said, I'm so sick that I told myself, I will do it, Joe. I will do it. She still stood up and put her hand on her belly. She said, as I began to pray, it was like an electric current was connected to her head. And she felt a flow to her tummy. And then there was a rumbling. She said, I was sweating. Then I grabbed my belly and the fibroid was gone. And then that current moved to my heart. The pain in my heart increased at a point I thought I was going to collapse and, collapse and die. The pain disappeared. I was completely healed. He said, when that happened, I thought I was dreaming. I thought it was not real in real life. He said, I looked around. Nobody knew what was happening to me. He said, I went to Anosha, and I said, give me the number of this pastor. So that was I gave my number. She went home and waited for seven days to see if, if, if she would come out of that dream. The dream was still real. Then she pulled a call through to me. I said, I know you didn't know me from Adam. I'm so and so. This is what happened. And she had this testimony. Then she waited for another one month and it was still real. Then she called me one Sunday morning and said, I'm driving to Ibadan today to come and share my testimony in your church. I said, welcome, madam. So she came and shared her testimony, all I've shared with you. And she concluded. She said, I did the ridiculous and I got the miraculous. I may make you to do the ridiculous now, but you will get the miraculous. We are going to pray the first prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, if there is any venomous viper that has attached itself to my life, you will say in the name, look at me, in the name of Jesus, I shake it into the As you are doing that, healing can come right now. Are you listening to me? Evil spirits can get out of your life right now. Anything troubling your life can get out right now. Say in the name of Jesus. Any venomous viper that is attached to my life. In Jesus' name. I shake into the fire. I shake into the fire. I shake into the fire. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake that sickness. Shake it. Shake that trouble. Shake that labor. Shake that strange garment. Anything that is a stranger in your body. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. You are going to pray. Every satanic baggage attached to my life. You know, there are some things as you are going through this journey of life. Eh? Maybe your garment or whatever begins to draw them. Your life begins to draw them. And you are going with those baggage. Every satanic baggage. Things 
that ought not to be, but they are. And they are weighing you down. Every satanic baggage in my life, in the name of Jesus, I shake them into the fire. Can you pray right now? Every satanic baggage in my life, I shake you into the fire. Be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Yagaraba shakaraba sataraba. Yobaraba santaraba sukutu. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I was the only son of my mom for my dad. My mom was not the first wife. The first wife didn't have a child. He suggested to my dad to marry this young lady who was living in the same building with them. And that was how my father got into my mom. Now, I'm 60, going to 70, I don't want to tell you this. I'm in my late 60s, so you know how old my mother will be. She's gone to be with the Lord right now, actually. Now, as soon as my mother came in and became pregnant of me, three months after, the first wife who have done all, the, done all kinds of things and no child came, just became pregnant. So you would think the two of them would be friendly because this one has brought good luck. No, it was the opposite. They became any, and she wanted my mom out. So my mom was sent packing before I was one year old. Now, my story is a very long story. So my mother took me away, and I was not going to see my dad till I was about five years old. So when my dad finally located where my mother was, she picked me up and took me to his own hometown and left me there, and I never saw my mom for 11 years. When my uncle I was living with died, I was picked up from our hometown and brought to Ibadan, where my dad was living at that time. The, one who drove my, the, one, the woman who drove my mother away, somebody has driven her away and is now with my dad. This one had three boys. And when I came, that one called me and said, come, come, come. Well, I just want to announce to you that you are a bastard in this house. And you will never amount to anything. You will be a slave to my three boys. And she did everything to enslave me. Because my, my dad was also his, her slave. So I could not tell my dad what I was going through. Let me cut the story short. But the stone that the builder rejected is the cornerstone today. I cannot begin to tell you all the glories and all the things God has, the incredible things God has done with this life. The fact that I'm standing in this auditorium today talking to you is <laughs> a sign to you that something must have happened. Different from that picture that is painted of me. And so is your picture changing today. In the name of Jesus. You will say every negative picture of my life. Painted by the enemy. Every picture of my life which God has not painted. I rest in the name of Jesus. Can you, can you pray? Can you pray? Open your mouth. Talk to God. Every negative picture of my life that God has not painted, I erase. Oh, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Lift your hand. Say after me. Every picture of my life that is not conformable with my destiny Every picture of my life that my soul hates right now. Change in the name of Jesus. Change in the name of Jesus. Change in the name of Jesus. Every name that people call me, whether secretly or openly, that the mouth of God has not named. In the name of Jesus. Change in the name of Jesus. Change in the name of Jesus. 
every negative picture of my life. I don't know if you know about negative pictures because it's digital thing right now. In those days when we used to use film, they would take it to the dark room. Then they would bring out the negative first. You don't show your negative, the negatives to your friends. All right? Because if you show it to them, they will do it like this, put it near the light. They say, eh, who is this? Because it doesn't really show you. They say, who is this? Right? But when you take it back and it's printed full color, say, oh, this was you on your marriage. This was you on your birthday. This was you. Every negative picture of my, you know, hazy, it's hazy. It doesn't show you the real you. It's not coming out. People cannot see the glory. People cannot see the beauty. Yes, uh, sometimes they say, oh, this is you now. It looks like you. It looks like you. <laughs> you see? Every negative picture of my life, in the name of Jesus, three times, change, change, change. Open your mouth and talk. Decree now. Speak out. Release the word. Every negative picture of my life, Change in the name of Jesus. Change in the name of Jesus. Change in the name of Jesus. Rabba Baba Shakataka Rabba Sukete. Lekarebo Sotorobo. Yagaraba Shakaraba. Thank you, Father. Three prayers more now I will close. Say, let those waiting for my demise. My mockery. My shame, my failure, my fall, or any evil to befall me. Let them be utterly disappointed in the name of Jesus. Okay, pray that prayer now. Let them be utterly disappointed. Wherever they are waiting for your fall, for your shame, for your disgrace, to ridicule you, to insult you. Let them be disappointed. They were waiting for Paul to swell, burst, and die. But they were disappointed. Thank you, Father. When they couldn't see any harm happen to Paul, the Bible says they changed their mind. Father, let those who despise me, my despisers, those who look down on me, change their mind by what you begin to do in my life. Let them change their mind. Open your mouth and pray. Let those who despise me, those who look down on me, let them change their mind by your mighty hand in my life. Let them change their mind from this August in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You're going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus. You are not talking loud. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, let me have double for every shame. Double honor for every shame. In the name of Jesus. They now saw God. They said, this is God. You are going to pray. Father, in every situation of my life, Show up. Let people see you. In every situation of my life, show up. Father, let them see you in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Father, in every situation of my life, show up. Let people see you. Let people see you. Let them see your glory. Let them see your honor. In the name of Jesus. Be revealed in my life, Lord. Be revealed in my situation, Lord. Fill me with your fullness, Lord. Let me come to the fullness of God. Let me come to the fullness of God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I'm going to pray three prayers or four quickly. Everybody lift your hand and stand in agreement with me. This is another prophetic action. As you lift that hand, point it towards the altar. As a sign that we are agreeing. In the name of Jesus. Father in every life under the sound of my voice. Whatsoever represents the venomous viper. That is painting a different picture of, that, of this life. Contrary to the one you have painted.
whatever it is, sin, sickness, poverty, affliction, lack, insufficiency, Lord God Almighty, near success syndrome, causes evil covenants, evil mystery. Let them be destroyed now in the name of Jesus. The Bible says our God is a consuming fire. By your fire, let that venomous viper be consumed now. Let them be consumed now in the name of Jesus. Every picture of the life under the sound of my voice that does not mash up with the picture of the destiny painted by God. In the name of Jesus, I speak to that picture. Change now. Change now. Change now. In the name of Jesus. Every name that they are calling you but secretly or openly that does not match the name God gave you in destiny. I command that name. Change now. Change now. Change now. In the name that is above every name. All your despisers. All who are looking down on you. They will change their mind. They will change their mind. All who are expecting ill of you. Expecting calamity. Expecting any form of evil to befall you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, they shall be disappointed. Your life from this season will disappoint your enemy. In a greater way, in a new way, in the name of Jesus. The love of this house will continue to disgrace the enemy, disappoint the enemy in the name of Jesus. Your family's life will continue to disappoint the enemy in the name of Jesus. I decree over your life from this day God will be revealed in your life. It will be revealed in your situation. It will be revealed in your circumstance, in your finances, in your business. People who see you will say this is God. Father, show up in the name of Jesus. In the health of your people, show up in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44-208-597-3110. Or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.